Before you can close more deals and reach the aggressive goals that you have to start the sales process with some solid prospecting. But how much is enough? And who are the right prospects? How do you find them? Stay tuned and we're going to answer those questions and a whole lot more. You are listening to The Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Welcome to The Smarter Sales Show, your weekly tech tips and technique tune-ups with a special focus on virtual selling. I'm Merit Khan, and every week I'm going to share sales technique and emotional intelligence strategies, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, the lovely Julie Holmes, who will blow you away with the latest tech gadgets and tools that you're going to need to stand out in this crowded sea of sales sameness. So today we're kicking off a series of episodes, a four-pack on the topic of prospecting. And before we get started, you should know that we pack a ton of free resources and bonus content onto our resources page. So if you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, you will definitely want to go to the show notes. And if you're watching on internet TV, on the sales experts channel, you're going to want to check the attachments for the links that you need to get all of our free bonus content. But without further ado, we got to give you this episode because we're going to blow you away with everything you're going to learn today about prospecting. Are you ready? Let's get smarter in sales. <laughs> it's a great topic. I know prospecting is the one that we are often asked about because there's this innate belief that if you don't have enough prospects, you can't sell enough. Right, right. And it's, it's kind of true, but it isn't entirely true, Right. Well, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, there's so much fear out there, right? About not having enough. And you, you just have to know like how, how much is enough. And I always feel like I should be doing more and there's just no end to it. So I feel like people are afraid to get it wrong or they're, they just don't know how to get started. It seems overwhelming. Yeah. It might be a little bit of perspective as well. Right. I mean, I can remember I was, um, I remember I was keynoting at a national sales conference and I was in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And I asked them, you know, how many of you are responsible for new sales? Whoa. All the hands went up. Oh, we, we do new sales. How many of you are responsible for continuing to sell to those same customers again and again? How many of you are responsible for upselling and cross-selling? Almost every single hand went up again. Yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it, that we talk about prospecting. And one of the things I find most fascinating about it is that we always assume that prospecting is about prospecting new business, new clients and new business. I think that's a great point. There's so much, you know, low hanging fruit. There's, it's so much easier to do additional business with the people that already know, like, and trust you. They're already familiar with you. They already have, you've already been through their, you know, their process to be an approved vendor or partner. So there's a lot of reasons to be prospecting within the people that you're already doing business with for additional opportunities. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest missed opportunities out there. Right. I think that's a great point. In fact, I think, why don't we do this? Why don't we set ourselves up with this episode and to try and answer a few key questions for everybody who's listening. So 
Um, I know you and I both have some strong feelings about how we prospect and about some of the tools and the techniques that we use to prospect. Not only do we have this episode that you and I are going to talk about, but I'm going to be sharing some technology that will really help the prospecting process in our next episode. And you're also going to be covering a whole bunch of prospecting strategies and specific techniques. And then we have um, a great interview with uh, a friend of ours and an expert prospector, um, coming up as well in our fourth episode of this pack. But maybe we should start with talking about understanding when enough is enough when it comes to prospecting. Is there enough? And how do you manage that process? And then how do you wrap your head around that kind of um, the mentality that you have to have to prospect well? And I think it would be great as well if we talked about some of the technical skills and the technology um, that can kind of help you put prospecting into perspective. Does that sound like a good strategy if we cover those major topics? You know, that's what I love about you, Julie. I just, I'll just take a topic and just start <laughs> talking about it. You have a process for things. This you have a, or process, if we're talking to any Canadians, all the Canadians out there, I'm going to translate because I'm bilingual. That's a process for you. Um, all right. So why don't you start, Merritt? Why don't you talk to me about when you know to stop prospecting? Because this is a conversation you and I had. You and I've had this conversation several times and you've had to talk me off the ledge a couple of times. So when is enough prospecting? Well, you know, I, I think this is a fascinating thing because especially when I look back at my own career and most of the people that I've worked with over the past two decades, there's no limit to the amount of business you can do, right? The sky's the limit. That's why we're in commission, commission sales roles. That's why we're entrepreneurs and, and you know we like the endless, boundless opportunities of it. Well, with that boundless opportunity comes this pressure to always be prospecting, to always, there's always another deal. Like I said earlier, there's always another deal, another prospect, another dollar you could pitch. It's never ending. So, you know, a number of years ago, I, I really started to look at that. And, and, you know, I'm always talking about there's three main aspects to being really professional in selling, which is getting your mindset right and getting the mechanics of selling skills right, but then also being in motion and to be consistent and to be able to avoid burnout, you have to know when is enough so you can stop agonizing and start prospecting. I think that's a game changer. So, you know, you, you just have to know, well, if I want to close this amount, of, if I want to make this amount of money, let's say I want to make $100,000 and I know my average deal is $5,000. Well, then I know I have to close 20 of those deals. Right. So to have 20 closed deals, I probably need, you know, worst case scenario, let's say I'm at a 50% close rate, which I might be a little bit better than that, but you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's say you have a 50% close rate. We'll go with the rule of fifties, right? So if you want to close 20 deals, you have to have yeah. 40 money conversations. Well, to have 40 money conversations, you need to have 80 warm leads, right? You need to have yeah. like 80, 80 qualified prospects. Yeah. Qualified prospects. To have 80 qualified prospects, you want to have at least 160 that are like, you know, moderately yeah. qualified. Yeah. You might want to go one level deeper than that and double it again, just to say like, this is what I want in the top, tippy top of my pipeline. 
Yeah. And then as people funnel down, you're not, you finally know what is enough. Well, I could build a plan on that. Now I know exactly how many prospects I need to reach out to in a week and how many I need to talk to. I know if I'm ahead of the game or behind the eight ball. And that's, that gives you that sense of, well, I mean, I guess I could give you a sense of dread, like, oh, I'm really far behind, but at least, you know, yeah. right. You, you can't, you, you don't argue with the real data. It's the data. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great point. You know, it's, um, you know, my background is in corporate and, and I think a lot of big corporate teams and even moderately sized corporate teams have do a good job of setting out kind of their numbers and, you know, working their pipeline and understanding, you know, what that flow of transactions look like and how many prospects and leads they need to have in order to close the right number of deals. I see this as being a bigger problem when we talk about our service-based professionals. So you and I both spend a lot of time with financial advisors and insurance um, representatives and, and um, you know, all those kinds of professional industries. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think when you are in that role, you may or may not have the strongest foundation in sales process as some of the people in corporate right? You aren't necessarily, you know, investing in sales process software. Um, you may or may not have a CRM where you're keying in budgets and, and, and projections and doing all of that. So I think that's a great, a great lesson, I think, for all those service-based professionals that, you know, it's take a minute and just step back and get a bearing on where you're going. I mean, imagine that you were driving across the country but you didn't know how long it was going to take for you to get there or how many miles you'd have to do in a day. You'd have no, like, you didn't even know where you were going. You just knew you were going West. Like how long would you drive every day? Like at what point would you stop when you couldn't drive any farther when you were too exhausted? Right. You never take any sights in along the way. You miss that biggest ball of yarn in Kansas. (laughs) And to your point, like I imagine, um, you know, imagine if an, a marathon was like an yeah. endless race. If you don't know what the finish line is, you're probably less likely to start in the first place because you you don't have that that completion to look forward to. I mean, I don't know that to be the case even in an actual marathon because, of course, I have never run anything close to a marathon. <laughs> but I'm just cracking up because. My example is that we're going to drive across country and you go to some kind of exercise fitness example <laughs> saying, right? I'm already on a road trip with a can of Mountain Dew and a bag of Funyuns. Well, like, you I'm that, in. You'll be my like pickup car, right? Like I'll be I running. Know, that's, that's, that's definitely my skill. Well, I think, you know, there's another area. So I think that's one great area. I think yeah. there's another one that I'll offer up, which is, is about mastering your technical skills. Mm. So, you know, if you think about, I have to get to this number of prospects following on from, from your challenge, right? You have to get to this number of prospects and this amount of, of, um, of calls and leads in order to get to your end number. So my opportunity is to say like, you've got to master that search skill. Like you have in front of you now, the most unbelievable technology to help you prospect effectively. Because there's a big difference, of course, between saying I need to make a hundred calls a day and I need to make 20 really good calls a day. Like, you know, like there's a big difference between between quantity and quality when it comes to prospecting. And and far too often we see people focused on quantity rather than quality. 
And that just is a huge waste of energy, emotional energy, as well as physical energy and a massive waste of time. But you can unlock unlimited prospects with the right technology, whether you need five or 50 that technology can really help you. You know, we've got Google and we've got LinkedIn. We're going to talk much more about LinkedIn, um, but you've got Google, you've got LinkedIn. You can use pixeling technology, you know, which helps us to keep track of prospects and what they're looking at and what they're interested in. Um, you need to find more and be more informed. And I think the other thing I would say about leveraging technology is that when it comes to prospecting, the best researcher wins, hands down. Right. You know, like the person who can find the data is going to be the person that not only can reach the right prospect at the right time, but they're also the person that's going to be able to connect with them more effectively because you're going to know what they're interested in and what their triggers are for buying and what's happening in their business in a way that some random person calling off the street is never going to know. But I love to give a tool. So I'm going to give you one tool right now, because if you're saying that people should be able to set aside a certain amount of time and to know when the start and the finish is, I'm going to tell you that one of the best activities that you can do during the course of a week is see where you're spending your time because because it hurts. It hurts because people will say like, I'm always prospecting. I'm always prospecting. And when you legit check it, they're not always prospecting. They're always avoiding prospecting. Because they, they're like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm just, I'm just going to do one more thing. I'm just going to get this one thing done. And then I never get around to it. So there's a cool tool that I love to use. And I do this every couple of months where I sit down and I start to, ca- to calculate out how much time I'm spending on all the activities at my desk. Like how much time am I spending in my email? How much time am I spending in my CRM? How much time am I spending, you know, on Facebook or whatever, whatever your poison is, right? Twitter. Oh my gosh. You've talked about my poison. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there's a great tool called Toggle and I'll put a link to that um, in the resources, but there's a tool called Toggle, T-O-G-G-L. And Toggle is a great little plugin that you can put on your computer that will measure all the apps and how much time you're spending on everything. And you can switch them from project to project. So get a handle on how you're spending your time so that you can know when to stop prospecting. I think that's a great idea too. And and then you can also know, you can start to track, well, how much time does it really take me to just do outreach to 10 prospects. Like it feels like this overwhelming, great time consuming thing. But if you really start to use a tool like that to track the time that you're actually doing the prospecting activities, in addition to all the things that are distracting you from those prospecting activities, you might have a new relationship to like, it really doesn't take that long, especially if you're using the technology tools that you've trained us in to assist, to make things easier, to get in front of the right people with the right messaging. Um, I'm super excited for everybody to get to the episode that we do with Sam Richter coming up in the in our four pack yep, on yep. prospecting because his tools are amazing. And um, that's, yeah. you're going to love that episode. <laughs> I can agree. But you know who else is really good at prospecting? <gasps> I do know. Go ahead. Tell it. <laughs> You do it, you do it, you go, you go. (laughs) Well, uh, we have dear friends of ours and uh, the the guys at SpeakerFlow CRM. Now they are our sponsor for this four pack on prospecting and they have it figured out. So like I was saying about earlier about making sure you know how many 
prospects it actually takes to accomplish your goals, they have a tool. It's a free resource for you. And it's called, so you can go to speakerflow.com slash revenue dash calculator. We'll and put it in the resources. Yeah. That in the resources for you. But what that tool will do now it's designed for people who are professional speakers, but all you have to do is take out the word, you know, keynote and put in the word deal. So you're going to look at how many deals you want to book each year and what's your average deal size. And it's going to do a calculation for you and let you know exactly how many leads you need to do in a week and a month and a year. Um, that's just one of their tools. It's really a CRM. It'll met, help you measure and track deal flow. So at every okay. stage of your pipeline, you can see where your prospect is and what the probability is that that deal is going to flow. So I really want to, uh, you know, we, we are in love with these guys. It's just a great, well, yeah, we're both, we're both customers, right? Yes, we are both customers. It's a product that we know and love. Yes. Um, And you don't have to be a speaker, but if you're an expert or a professional and you need to track deals and do all of the campaigns and everything, this is a CRM that definitely is worth looking at. So all the resources in our little resources page for you. <laughs> All right. So what about what about the fears that people have right now about prospecting merit? Is it worth is it worth you kind of coming to helping us come to terms with that. Yeah, I think that's a valuable conversation to have because, you know, we can talk all day long about the tactics and the the game plan, but what those are really going to lie on top of the emotions and how you're feeling. And if there's any residual fears or concerns that you have about prospecting, you know, regardless of what's happening in the marketplace, right? So there's still, we're at the beginning of 2020 as we're, oh gosh, no, we're at the beginning of 2021. Come on, come on, catch up, catch up. We're at the beginning now. It's been a year. It's been a year. It'll be a year next week is the one year anniversary of everything closing down for uh, the COVID pandemic. Anyway, this is just one thing, right? 10 years from now, you could listen to this episode. There'll be something else. Yeah. It's not the, it's not what is happening in the marketplace. It's our reaction to it. And so there is still some residual concern and fear about, is this the right time to be prospecting? Do people want to hear my offers right now? Is it appropriate? And I would say, I have heard that same kind of consistent complaint 10 years ago that I am hearing today. It matters not one bit what is going on in the marketplace. If you if you have too much empathy for others and not enough assertiveness to get your solution out there as a possible way to relieve their challenges, you are going to be paralyzed. You're not going to pick up the phone, no matter how many numbers you break it down. You're just still going to look at that. Like, "Uh, yeah, it's only 10 this week that I need to talk to, but I don't know. I mean, is it really, I'll I'll do 20 next week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So I would just encourage people, you know, there's no reason to fear prospecting when you make appropriate offers to qualified prospects. Yeah. That's really the key. Make sure that what you are presenting as a solution is appropriate in the marketplace and that your qualified prospects really need that. And if you're having the right conversations, they're going to be glad that you called. Maybe not in that first initial moment, but you'll get over that quickly. It's nothing to worry about. And then ultimately it's good for everybody involved. So that's what I would offer. Keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be valuable, right? Yes. You yes, know, yes. that's the key is to be, is to be valuable. Exactly. 
exactly. And, and I, your solution can do that. It, it absolutely can. And, and in the episode that I'm going to do in a couple of weeks where we're really going to look at, well, what do I say to, to make sure that people know that I'm valuable? We're going to really break it down. And I'm going to give you some very specific sound bites for that. Um, but before we talk about that, I mean, that's, that's to make sure that you're dealing with people who are the right, a, a good fit. You're, you're a good fit for them. They're a good fit for you. That's not a waste of anyone's time. Um, but I think that there's a lot of wasted time and and wasting of good prospects by not saying the right things. So is there some technology that can help us do that? Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. We talk about wasting prospects. It's, oh my gosh, you know, we we hate prospecting. And yet I often feel like, and I'm, I'm as guilty of this, I think, as the next person. But, you know, we often just kind of like we have people that are kind of prospects and then like they go a little cold on us. So we go, Oh, that's it. We're done. Right. I have to go find some new ones. I have to go and find some new ones. Um, And I think that there's a lot of things that technology can do to help us keep in, you know, keep playing and keep in the same space as those prospects, as they kind of continue to move through their journey, whatever that journey is. I mean, we're lucky you know, sure. There was a time and a day, you know, I can remember one of my very first jobs, um, was working, um, at a telemarketing firm. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> know. Right. Talk about, about baptism and sales by fire. Man. So Omaha, Nebraska like was like the capital of telemarketing, which is where I'm from. And so, you know, I used to work at telemarketing where you used to have like the little flip sheets and you would flip them up to find your script and whatever objection they'd have, you have to flip to the objection. Oh my gosh. It was, you know, people hanging up on you and all kinds of things. But, you know, the thing about that is that, you know, like great are the days when you could call up and somebody goes, yeah, actually I'll have that right now. Um, But that doesn't really happen for most of us. Most of us, we're really talking about longer sales cycles. And in some cases, we're talking about being present when they're ready to buy, whenever that might be, right? So we might be introducing ourselves, like, let's say you're a real estate agent, for example, you know, keeping in front of somebody so that when they're ready to sell their house, you're top of mind. That is how we prospect effectively and continuously. And technology is hugely beneficial for that. So Mm -hmm. when, you know, like wasting potential prospects is a crime against sales, in my opinion, (laughs) it is absolutely a crime against sales. You should be able to know every single prospect that you've contacted and you should be able to stay in touch with them. And I love, I, I can't remember who used to tell me, but Somebody used to say like, you should stay in touch with them until they tell you that they don't want to hear from you anymore. And then you should respect that. But here's the key. Staying in touch the right way is super easy. You just add value all the time. You just add value. What do those people need? So imagine being able to leverage technology so that you can be adding value to people all the time, but hands-free using email marketing systems, you know, using text-based or SMS marketing systems, all of that technology can enable you to stay in touch with your prospects, potential clients, potential customers, and frankly, your existing customers, because they're also your prospects. So you can use that technology to have a stream of value that you are feeding out over time so that when they're ready to buy or when they're ready to buy again, you're top of mind. So that's what I mean by not wasting potential prospects. 
don't throw them away. Don't bury them. Don't archive them. Keep in touch with them. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. I, I think that, you know, if we like take those messages with what we talked about at the beginning of this episode, you know, find, figure out how many prospects you really need to accomplish your goals. And then all you need to do is build that plan to stay in touch with them by adding value and, and using that technology to do the heavy lifting for you to add value time and time again. And then you are there when they're ready to buy. And that way you're not wasting prospects. You're developing a relationship with people who might not have been a great fit in the beginning, but you know, for whatever reason, but then as time goes on and their situation changes or they get deeper and deeper into pain that you're a solution for, then by the time that you do get in touch with them, um, you'll know what the right words are because they've been part of your process during that whole time. I think that's, that's just a, a great example of tech and technique coming together to really solve the problem. And don't forget, by the way, as soon as you start using technology for things like that, you're going to get tracking. I'll know what it was that Merit clicked on that made me, you know, made her contact me, or I'll be able to see what types of information she's interested in. And, you know, we're going to talk more. We have another four pack coming up on qualifying prospects. And of course we have some, some more episodes coming up, you know, talking about some of that technology that you can use to stay in touch on a regular basis. But just think about if you had to send something valuable every single month, let's just say monthly, that's just 12 pieces of content. What 12 things could you share with your prospects and your customers that would be valuable and useful to them? And you, you have an annual plan, 12 things. That's it. No, and, and the truth is they don't even have to be all things that you generate. They could no. be passing things along that you found. Absolutely. So it's not even like, 12, oh my God, 12 vi videos, 12 white papers, 12 things I have to do. No, no, no. Just, hey, I saw this. I thought of you. You know, people that I work with appreciate hearing about this. I thought you might appreciate it. Right. And you're just passing things along. Yeah, that is absolutely true. I'm super glad you said that, Merritt. I should have probably offered that up too. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is go and find some news reports or articles or, you know, what's the state of the industry? What's the, you know, what's the trend in home sales? What's going on in insurance? Like, you know, anything that's valuable to them, that's the key. Yep, absolutely. All right, so here's what I got from today. What I got from today was I need to sit down and double check my plan <laughs> because I do make a plan at the beginning of the year, but then I don't always keep it updated. And mm -hmm. I think that is maybe one of the things that is a good challenge for me is to make sure that I am doing a monthly forecast of where I am for my own sales. So looking at right here was my target. Here's what I accomplished and then adjust my forecast going forward so that I am constantly aware of what's going to happen in my financials. And I think that was such a good reminder because mm -hmm. I have definitely done what you said, Mary. I have just, you know, dreaded prospecting mostly because I just can't ever see the end of it. Yeah. And I love the idea that having a number, and this is why I always call you to talk me off the ledge, having a number and delivering what I said I'm going to do is my permission to stop. I get to stop. Yeah. When I've done what I have to do, I get to stop doing that activity that doesn't, you know, warm the bottoms of my feet. So that's my goal. That's what I'm going to do. Yay. 
Well, let's see. I uh, I liked what you said about the best researcher wins when it comes to prospecting, and that uh, that really resonated with me today. I um I, I'm thinking of my clients, and if I'm a little bit more honest and vulnerable, I'm thinking of my own business. I haven't always been the best researcher, so I could probably amp that up a little bit. But but the idea of wasting prospects is is horrifying, and I think. Um, you know, the the other good reminder from today was really looking at those clients that we already have and what are the additional products and services that they would find valuable based on how things have changed for them and something that might not have been a need for them in the past that may or may not have been something that we talked about may actually be a great fit in this virtual marketplace. So I think that was a, that was good for me to hear. I'm sure a lot of our loyal fans are in the same boat. Like sometimes you need to rehear things that you've maybe had it swimming around in the back of your mind, but you hear them within a new context and it makes all the difference. So. Hey, that's why post-it notes have a business. Right? Yeah, <laughs> let's They're be honest. That's right. the number one use case for post-it notes. I'm going to put something on there that I should remember, but don't. Exactly. I got That's exactly it. Them. All right. So, but here's our challenge for you. Um, so I would love, you know, you, you, those of you that listen regularly know, we love to send you a challenge because podcasts are great. Uh, if you do something with them. Yes. Um, so let's actually do something with this. So here's what I would love to challenge you to do. I would love it if you could answer this question. Merit has a great strategy where she has the if only. Um, I would love for you to answer the if only question when it comes to prospecting. I could prospect prospect better if only what? Like, what is it that holds you back from prospecting? We've got three episodes coming up specifically on prospecting, and we would love to answer those questions. Drop us an email. We'll provide um, that additional content to help, if not in the show, certainly in the resources. So you can drop us an email at hello at thesmartersaleshow.com. And next week, Julie has promised to share her top tips and tools for finding the perfect prospects, keep track or keeping track of them and making sure that they're always happy to hear from you. So uh, don't miss next week's episode of the Smarter Sales Show when Julie's going to share all that good stuff. Hey, Merit, do you remember going to the park when you were a kid? Yeah. And what did your mom or dad always remind you every time you went to the park? Um, Not to eat the dirt. Okay. Other than that? Um, always take turns and share my toys. Yes. Yes. Sharing. So that, dear friends, is your turn to share. <laughs> if you've gotten some value out of today's episode or any of our episodes, please take a minute, subscribe and follow us on your favorite platforms and drop us a review. Your reviews help other people find our shows and they help us know that we're doing a good job. So give us that feedback, please. We've earned it and everybody should take turns and share. <laughs> We've also gotten some questions from some of our fans of the show about how they can work with us. And we love those kinds of questions too. So if you need a tech tune-up for your sales team or you need some training and technique or you want some really off the wall, unique virtual program where both of us come together and give your entire team a sales kickoff or some energy and inspiration, then definitely shoot us an email. Hello at the smarter and we'll talk together. We'll have a good conversation. We'll see if we're a match and we'd love to help you out. I'm Julie Holmes. And remember that you've got a lion in your pocket and baby, it's ready to roar. 
you mean their mobile phones, right? For sure. <laughs> and I'm Merit Khan, and I'm open to just about anything. <laughs> and you have been listening to the Smarter Sales Show. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.